Hey guys, and welcome to the newest episode of Be Hero Presents, the Bump Card Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, as always, Brian, and with me tonight is my tag partner, Psycho. How are you tonight, Psycho? I am doing really good. I'm uh, getting ready to go on vacation, so always, always a fun time going on a cruise to the Caribbean, so I'm, I'm in good spirits. Oh, yeah. Over Super Bowl weekend. Yes, I'm actually going to be watching the Super Bowl on the cruise. So that'll be fun. <laughs> that'll be the best Super Bowl party. No no offense to, to yours, Brian. <laughs> you know, everyone's backing out my Super Bowl party, too. I just got off the uh, phone with a couple other people who were supposed to be showing. And they're like, oh, yeah, we oh. can't because uh, our friend's mom, something or other. And it's like, okay, fine. <laughs> I guess. I did not. Pers- just have to deal with Glade. Oh. Um, I did not personally like back out of your. I already had this book, so and I had no idea initially that yeah. it was actually during the Super Bowl. I knew it was during Valentine's Day, you know, that I'd be gone, but I did not know that Super Bowl was falling on on that day. So it's a two week cruise through Valentine's Day. We're gonna be in Puerto Rico on Valentine's, so yeah, we leave. Well, it's not two week, but it's it's seven days, and we leave. So I fly to Florida uh, to Fort Lauderdale on Saturday. Oh, And yeah. then Sunday yeah, I, is the 11th. So it's a seven-day cruise. So it goes across the Valentine's Day. I am so off of my days. Yeah, right did now. you think it was like very early February? I should, in my brain, it was still January. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like the end of January. <laughs> nope nope i'm not going oh. i'm not going on a cruise for a month that would be nice but uh i was like a super piece like really valentine's day like four days away yeah. Like, oh yeah <laughs> it's like yeah yeah i think we'll make oh, it there man <laughs> all right all right um well i hope you enjoy the cruise i'm gonna enjoy super bowl and all the yummy food that we get to make here but that's not what we're talking about tonight yeah as the man says, what are we talking about tonight? But first, we're going to talk about our weekly wrestling news. So, Psycho, what's in the news this week? So, we'll start off with uh, something that I thought was pretty big news. So, uh, I'm sure that you might have heard that uh, TNA has fired Scott Demore. Oh, I have yes. heard this. And uh they've uh they've replaced him with uh uh let's see. Uh I forget somebody from Anthem. I know that, so I am uh but they he yeah. was replaced and so they're going to Cornell or something like that, sorry with a C. Yeah, that sounds like maybe I know I had it here, but this story does not say um, but anyway, yeah, they've replaced Scott Demore, who's been with TNA off and on forever, and was mm-hmm. was uh, manager of Team Canada. Yeah, manager of Team Canada. He was yeah, he had on screen roles, of course, but he was also like the one of the guys that was really responsible for bringing TNA the TNA name back. Um, and he had he was yeah. um somebody that would. Uh, help train guys and he was head of basically talent relations for them um 
and we got to we got to do a, a seminar with you know Scott Demore came out and uh, to DCW mm-hmm. um, a couple years ago, I want to say. Um, yes, it was just before the third anniversary yeah, show. So, and uh, really cool guy, I thought. Uh, but yeah, replacing him and going in a different direct, really going in a different direction. Uh, I heard kind of like the, I mean, my initial, my initial thoughts were it's kind of sad because it's, it's like, that was an original that, uh, kind of made mm-hmm. TNA what it was today. And he's so closely tied with them. Uh, but I get, it's almost like WWE with TKO, how they're kind of, they're, they're wanting to create the vision, you know, their vision and kind of get rid of a lot of the, you know, the previous administration and all of that. And I think TNA is kind of doing the same thing with Anthem. They're, they're uh, being like, we, we have our own vision and we don't, we don't want people to be reminded of the previous version. So, yeah, we need to, we need to step into the new and not have people pushing the old. Right. Um, yeah. which is an interesting thing, though, to do it the way they did it. Um, and I looked up by the way yeah. where you're talking. It's Anthony Sacone okay. is his uh, is his name. Um, and he's from Anthem, and it's he's got a business back end, like a business uh background on it. But it sounds like they're going to be leaning on um the creative members to help with booking. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Gail Kim and Tommy Dreamer and uh, Billy or uh, Bubba Ray, those people will be leading into that. But it's interesting that they went letting Scotty go instead of keeping Scotty yeah. there, but having him step down from the role into a booking role. Because I would see like maybe have him as a booker or or, uh, or head of cre- or like a member of the creative team, but everything still goes through across the crone. And or Sacone, however you pronounce it, I apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it looks like it's Sacone. Um, have it go, everything go through Sacone for the final approval, but having part of a booking team because he's done great booking for several years now, right? And he is kind of the reason the TNA is still afloat, the TNA is still a yeah. thing. I uh, somebody posted, I can't remember who it was, but uh, somebody posted that it was a comparing. Um, WD like say WWE buy, buying ECW back in the day and firing Paul Heyman, mm. and that's what their comparative was. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of members of the roster for TNA have um, obviously mm. talked about condolences for him losing his job, memories of him, uh, memories of Scotty in general, and then. Uh, like, oh, I'm going to stay off social media for a while because I have nothing good to say, yada, yada, yada. So it's kind of interesting. And what also is interesting is he's not the first this year as a booker or uh, president or head of um, a big promotion to be forced out. Uh, just recently, uh, oh, was it uh, yeah. New Japan, I believe? Uh, their uh, president was just forced out and uh, forced retired. is what they called it. But mm-hmm. he was let go. Um, similarly, and uh, of course Vince, but you know Vince is <laughs> really just 
out completely with everything. So it's kind of an interesting time for being a promoter yeah. in wrestling. Um, specifically like the booker, right? Because, you know, promoters and bookers are often the same, mm-hmm. but not always the same people. And Scotty was kind of more the booker mm-hmm. in this scenario. So uh, watch out. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's going around. Maybe I'll come back and take his spot. I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, you know, Manny's got ties with Scotty. Right? Maybe Scotty uh, ends up coming to start booking for us. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I, I agree with you, though, that I it's interesting that he was fired and not repositioned to a different position in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that makes me think that they didn't like his vision, you know, or, or what he was doing and they wanted to go in a completely different direction. And maybe, you know, who knows, maybe Scott Demore, you know, felt like if he was moved to a different position, it would be like a demotion. So he chose to walk. Who knows? You know, um, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll hear more on that as it develops. Um, you know, yeah. I, I don't think he signed an NDA, so I think we might hear some stories. <laughs> Um, so kind of shifting gears there on, I'm going to create, by the mm-hmm. way, just a side yes. tangent, I'm totally going to create a new faction that once TMI is oh gone, God. I'm going to figure out an acronym for it, but it's going to be called NDA. Yes. Dude, I'm surprised somebody hasn't worked that in to a stable already, you know, right? kind of like the right to censor, you know, is a, a play on the PTC, the parent television counselor or whatever, or no, the parent teacher counts. Oh, for, I forget what it stood for. Um, but, uh, but yeah, somebody needs to come up with a stable called N- NDA. Or I'm NDA. surprised either they haven't come up with a stable for NDA, or they haven't like named a finishing move the NDA. You know, it's like there's, it's right there. It's like somebody has to use that because it's the hot topic nowadays. Um, he hit him with the career ender. He hit him with the NDA, and, and, and that's the last you hear of him. <laughs> come on it writes itself oh my right? gosh <laughs> see maybe you know what i don't have actually i, I actually i'm, I'm dibbing that right now i don't have an actual name for my finish i'm calling that the nda the, the nda and i'm a ceo oh so. my gosh there you go you're welcome thank you psycho you're welcome. <laughs> see, there, there's my audition for the dcw booking committee um <laughs> <laughs> oh my well you know once we outside our uh outs uh yeah, so well exactly, there right you know, it's, going it's a matter of time it's only a matter of time <laughs> <laughs> i hope you listen to this anyhow um was there any other news going so on this week the, the one thing um because you i mean we kind of touched on the developing story with the whole Vince McMahon allegations and everything. There's another side of it. Did you hear that Mr. Laurinaitis, Johnny Laurinaitis, uh, he, his, he's made a statement that he's basically turning on Vince. Have you heard this? No, but he's, he's basically saying that he was a victim of Vince McMahon as well. And that, that uh i mean his defense is basically that vince mcmahon forced him to do these things you know and that he's not you know that he's not guilty of it you know and that that he was also a victim and so it sounds to me like if there if this does go like the criminal path or anything that he he's 
he'll take a plea deal to to testify against Vince. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And with how cancel culture is, it's going to eventually with the, by before the end of the year at least start criminal proceedings. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Right. Um, well, did you hear? Did you hear the the feds basically they raided Vince's house? Did you hear about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And they like took his cell phone and things like that. So who knows? You know, I see that this is going to go to a criminal case as well, because the feds will pick up on it, especially if there's other victims that are coming forward, um, which uh, um, Ms. Grant's attorney has said that she's getting people step, you know, wanting to tell their side of the story too, and, and other victims. So this is not, this is just the beginning on this on this case and traditionally uh sexual harassment lawsuits this variety or um sexual allegations um uh sexual allegations like this are usually state level or like county level right but due to the the nature of what the WWE is and all the travel these incidents would have happened in multiple states and probably out of the country. Uh, so as such, this is why it's a federal matter now. And so uh, not only could Vince be going to jail, allegedly for everything that happened, um, but he can be going to big boy jail. Yeah, I I bet you the feds are like, you know, they're still probably upset about the whole steroid trial and everything. And they're probably like, this time we got him. Oh, yeah. This time we got him. And Jerry McDivitt has retired. So he can't defend Vince anymore <laughs> unless he comes out of retirement. Oh, my gosh. It's I hope the air when this when this goes to trial, if it does, I, I'm not 100 percent sure that it will. You know, WWE might settle out of out of court to, you know, it might not go to trial. But if it does. I really hope that that's like like televised on court TV because that will be must watch television. Like, oh my gosh, like the most interesting storyline that this man has been in in the years. Um, yes. Yeah, I hadn't heard that he got rated yet, but that's just insane. Yeah. Um, sticking on this too. Yeah. Uh, you heard that uh, Brock was taken off the cover for 2K24. Yes. Not surprised. Um, and there's actually a, a push right now to get him taken out of said game. Mm. Yeah. I, I know that there's also there. I know there's talks of trying to eliminate Vince from scrubbing him from, you know, their history, basically like they did with the Benoit. But I don't know how you do that. That's totally different. Like, I mean, one, that's like literally scrubbing out 90% of the right. attitude there. Steve Austin, and, and Steve Austin would be like, well, there goes my career because <laughs> we can't show yeah. anything. And even before that, yes. before the attitude era, uh, when he was commentary. Yeah. It, like, I don't think you can. Like, you, you have to essentially not air WrestleMania 1 uh, through what, 10? 1 through 8? When he was doing commentary. Well, I mean, they could take his voice out. I guess kind of like how they did to Jesse Ventura when he had the royalty case. You know, they would air it and it would just be silence when Jesse was talking, which has always been weird. (laughs) Maybe they'll dub it and put Corey Graves over Vince McMahon's voice. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know when you know in WrestleMania three when Vince McMahon you know announces Aretha Franklin says welcome to WrestleMania three and then Miss Aretha Franklin. They should just overdub him when he's doing that. Say, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tie and tie reference for those that oh, weren't, weren't old enough for that. But I uh, anyhow, let's go ahead and move on from this. Yes. Is there any other news before we get into our topic for the night? I, I think that was I think that was the biggest news that I saw. So. So. Tying into this most recent news, specifically mm-hmm. dealing with the allegations, um, there is a massive rumor. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to save this till after, I think, after. So our topic for tonight is actually the WWE WrestleMania 40 press conference they did in Las Vegas. And... First of all, let me just say, if you haven't gotten to watch it, it's, I think it's an hour long. It's an hour. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I skipped past like the vignettes and stuff, and I just went to the important parts. <laughs> um, but uh, go watch it, because it was actually quite enjoyable uh, for it, because of the uh, kickoff style stuff they did, where they had uh, Cole, Pat McAfee, uh, CM Punk, yes, yes, doing commentary stuff, uh, and uh, Big E, Big E Langston was there, yes, uh, which was nice to see him. Um, and first off, did you see the like full on Tony Stark level arm brace that they had to put on the Punk? I did. That thing was massive. <laughs> like I didn't realize how bad that whole thing was with his arm. Um, not that I've ever torn a tricep, mm-hmm. but uh, it was. It was a whole thing, and he still was trying to move it and swing it. He almost hit like Big E like four times. Um, Did you just keep wrestling though and use it as like like Cowboy Bob Wharton used to use, you know, the cast that you would never heal? Yeah, that should be fun thing. Uh, so before we go into the actual press conference itself, let me just say I kind of liked the spectacle that they did with this. That was more quite than a, a crowd, traditional too. Yeah, they said it was five thousand people, so like an AEW show. Um, and I don't know if they sold tickets for that or how they did that. If they sold tickets for that, WWE is hot to get that many people just to, just to watch. You know, for an hour of watching mm-hmm. them, you know, do interviews, basically. That's impressive. And they filled that place up, yeah. too. Like, And that was the uh, T-Mobile Arena, which mm-hmm. was um, where they did um, oh, the most recent AEW show they did in Vegas. I can't think of the name of it. Um, it was... It was in May last year. I can't remember what show it was. May. Um, and I only know that because my wife and I were in on vacation that same that weekend. Double or nothing? And that might I think I was double or that nothing. That makes sense yeah. for Vegas. But, uh, yeah. And uh double or nothing wasn't filled up like that was. Yeah. Um it it, it was impressive to see how well they filled that up for ostensibly an hour. I, I would assume I, I assume, right? 
that they may have cleared some things out and also gave people something else like did like main uh like uh main event or something like that too or maybe a house show at the time i don't know i didn't see a ring i could see them i didn't either so there was no matches that i know of but that would be i'm not gonna say a waste but a missed opportunity i think for doing other stuff there because you know you're renting out the t-mobile arena uh which is the, the mgm which it ain't cheap and being able to do that for what would ostensibly be an hour unless they're also doing like an all-access thing or something like that too which they might have it was it, it just seems like a waste for the money for it that being said, if, sold, if it counterbalanced yeah. that sale, like, I don't know. If, but it, it was a great spectacle. Yeah, and they said that they, you know, they just announced it like a week previous. So to get that mm-hmm. kind of a crowd in a week's notice, I mean, maybe, gosh, like maybe they had a little bit more of a heads up that something was going to be happening there. But I don't know. That's just amazing. And over... Like just before the Super Bowl, yeah. too, like on a Thursday before the Super Bowl, of which is happening this weekend across the street, pretty much. Yeah. So impressive is all I got to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like I liked everything about it, like the the spectacle they did with it, the cinematography, like the whole direction they did for it, because it felt big. It felt important. Right. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the the normal press conferences that they day do up their pay per views, or like the ones AEW does up the pay per views, which feels like a sports a right. press conference. Which in those aspects, they kind of fit what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But this was like a boxing press conference for like a way. Yes, a hundred percent is what it felt like. And but with the wrestling spin on it, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. Um. I hope this isn't the only one we do live. Like, I think it should go for WrestleMania to make it feel that big. Mm-hmm. But I hope next year we do another one. Yeah, it's it's definitely it almost kind of reminds me of the Attitude Era. They used to do kind of things like this during the Attitude Era. And uh, yeah, it was it was kind of a it's a nice change of pace from what how they usually present these things. Well, back in the Attitude Era, they just did everything inside of Tim White's bar. <laughs> oh, yeah, for the APA. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a bar to be destroyed, uh, it was Tim White's. Uh, I, I, his insurance had to hate him. Um, going into this, though, I loved the promos and everything going with it, but I loved The Rock in this. I think he did exactly what he needed to do to push the story to the next level of what it needed to do. Because he came out doing the face stuff, but knowing he was going to get booed and kind of still kind of pushed through it to try and be face. And then added on the, I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you like it. This is how it is. And kind of tied into how Roman Reigns does the tribal chief stuff where he's like, 
this is how it is. Like me or hate me, this is the truth. And The Rock kind of did the same thing. And they had this like buddy buddy thing to it too. Like I ate that up. I don't know about you. Yeah, and we I think we I think we need to go back because a lot's happened in the last week since we last recorded. Right. So before we get into this press conference, like really dive in, we have to talk about the previous SmackDown. Um where uh they did a great job. It you know, they really did setting up like this kind of story of um and actually if we go back to the raw before that smackdown you had seth rollins basically uh you know telling cody it's like pick me because i'm the fighting champion i'm the rick you know do you you know the other belt is the hollywood championship i'm the Mm -hmm. i'm the working championship you know i'm here and it's like the rick flair title you know and the dusty Rhodes title yes exactly really laying that on which which you know at first, I was like, okay, they're doing a good job of building up who's he going to pick, but we all know he's going to pick Roman, you know? And then SmackDown happens, and Roman did a great promo, though, where he was talking about, like... He totally buried yes. the belt. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's the loser's bracket. Everybody that I beat is competing for that one, you know? And <laughs> so, yeah, go go challenge for that one. Um, that's the number two table. Yes. I love that line. Yes, um, I wish he would have said that's the kitty table, because that would have <laughs> that would have been a great line. It's like I'm we're at the adult table over here. I'm the head of the table at the adult table. Go join the kitty table. Um, oh man! But yeah, he does a great job. Like really, it's like it's like oh man, those are some receipts or something, you know. And then uh, Cody comes out, you know, and he talks about it. it's like Seth is wrong. That's still the belt that I want. That's the belt that, you know, San Martino held. And that's the belt that uh, that my father, you know, had taken away from him, you know, pried out of his hands. Um, so he didn't win it. And and then he says, you know, I, you know, finishing my story. It's also it's not just taking the belt from you. It's taking everything from you. Right. It's like, and so I am going to take that belt from you. It's going to happen, but not at WrestleMania, which is, and we'll get into that. Cause that's an interesting line where he says, not at WrestleMania. And then, and then he says, I've been taking counsel, you know, from lots of people and including somebody that knows you very well. And then the rocks music hits. And, the crowd cheers at first. They're happy to see The Rock, right? Because um, it's in Birmingham, Alabama, and The Rock usually doesn't make Birmingham, Alabama, you know, for appearance. Uh, so he comes out, and they just, you know, he hugs Cody, and Cody basically, you know, you know, Rock whispers in Cody's ear, and Cody steps aside, and Rock and Roman do a face-off, and it's all intense. Now, the backlash that this caused was was something, right? It started a whole Twitter, you know, it was trending on X. We, we want Cody. Yes. Uh, was the truth was the, the uh hashtag, uh-huh. uh, as Rock later calls them the Cody Crybabies. Yes. Oh my gosh. So they're doing all of the, you know, the crowd is not happy, you know, they, they're not happy that because 
of how it happened. I I feel like more than anything, because yes, they wanted Cody to face for that belt. We were, I mean, we were telling that story for what the last year and a half, right? Two years, every two years, right? And and so they're telling this story, and we're finally like ready for it, you know, ready for him to get his moment. And then he steps aside. It didn't make sense at the time. And that was, I think that was my biggest issue with it. And I was, I was all prepared to rant on that. I'll kind of give you my mindset there. I was like, it'd be one thing if Rocky had won the Rumble. If Rocky entered and won the Rumble, we could, it, it, I don't think it would have had as much of a backlash. It still would have had a backlash, but it wouldn't have had as much of a backlash. I think the part that a yeah. lot of people were upset about was Cody was like, this is what I've been fighting for, you know, and when he won the Rumble, he was not looking at Seth, he was looking just at Roman, and it was all intense, and then he's like, yeah, I'm going to step aside, you know, you know, you know, Rock talked me into it, basically, and it was like, wait a minute, what? It's like, we got behind you, and now, and Roman called that other title the, the, you know, the loser's bracket, and you're going to go challenge for that? Maybe Roman's right, you know? It's like, how do you get behind somebody that basically, you know, is going for the consolation prize? And yeah. and it didn't make sense the how they told that story. Now, depending on, you know, what you hear, parts, I've heard parts that when Rock signed to be on the board of directors, this was part of the deal that he was but they didn't tell triple h and everything that's one thing that i heard is that part of the deal was that rock was going to face roman reigns at this year's wrestlemania uh dave Meltzer um from Mm -hmm. uh wrestling observer wrestling observer Mm -hmm. um has stated that uh triple h was in the room when rock signed so he knew about the the whole thing um but other people have also mentioned that he didn't know until wrestlemania like wrestlemania was over so it's kind of been back and forth. You mean Royal Rumble? Or Royal Rumble, I'm sorry. Right. Yes, Royal Rumble. Um, so it's kind of been back and forth on when right. Triple H knew. That being said, I think after the Rumble, everything had to change. Mm-hmm. A lot of this has changed on the fly due to Seth's injury. Or not Seth's injury, excuse me, uh, CM Punk's Punk. injury. Right, that changed think- everything. I think Punk had a bigger role involved in a bunch of this. And as such, it kind of had to change a bunch of things in motion, right? Um, A lot of people have been wanting, you know, for, what, three years now, Roman and The Rock at WrestleMania. And now we're getting it, uh, quote-unquote, and it feels like wrong timing. Yep. Ish, Ish, which I think is the magic sauce on this thing that people have not realized. So I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute yes. when we get back into uh-huh. the press conference. But going back to the promos, right? So over the weekend, this last weekend, so much crap on uh, The Rock and so much stuff on WWE. And it did a fantastic job at what I was alluding to earlier, and that was distracting everybody <laughs> from the WB or the McMahon scandal. Right? Mm-hmm. Fantastic job at that. We shouldn't. We should remember what a horrible situation is going on with this and everything that's happening. 
but it did distract, right? Especially on, you know, the social medias, like everyone's on the, we want Cody or, you know, there's even a, like, you know, rock and Roman like thing. They're not like 50, 50. It's like 20, 80 on, we want Cody at the 80 and rock and Roman at 20, but it, it, it they're split. Um, and what everyone wants. Uh, so over the weekend, we had this huge thing. And then we get to Raw. And I'm assuming you saw this promo. Yes. So the show starts off with Seth doing his thing, calling out Cody to find out why. Right? He's like, I, yeah, because uh, Seth is kind of like, kind of got what I wanted, but I really don't have an answer yet. So I want an answer. And why we're doing it this way? Like, why you chose this? And they start going back and forth a little bit. Boom, boom, boom. And then Drew McIntyre comes out. And he cuts a fantastic promo, which I enjoyed the hell out of. Of essentially being like, I set you two up for this. Like, this is my doing. I got rid of Punk. You hated Punk. It was supposed to be tonight you and me talking about going to WrestleMania, and then you put crap in his head last week, and so he said he did what he did on SmackDown. And there's a Cody, Cody, finish your story. Oh, and the t-shirt that Drew wore for that promo. Did you see it? I don't remember the t-shirt. What was the t-shirt? It was... Um, You've seen the meme of the uh, Grant Gustin splash standing in front of a uh, um, tombstone, like down on his knees, like, hey, man, like all smiles and like throwing like a peace sign kind of thing, like all happy. That exact meme, except for it's Drew on it instead of uh, Grant Gustin. And on the um, uh, on the tombstone, it's uh, CM Punk's WrestleMania main event on it. And that shirt is available on uh, WBShot.com, by the way. <laughs> but it was great because he has a great line. And he's like, oh, I made us companion shirts talking to Seth. He's like, I made us shirts for this. He's got his shirt on. He goes, uh, yours is in the back. It's an extra small. Talking to Seth. It was so good. I died. It was, it was a great promo between the three building what was going on for this, right? And then we get to tonight. Well, well, during that promo, I just want to mention uh, there was Rocky Sucks Chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. During that. Which had a great line yes. for that, too. He's like, well, the things I was expecting tonight, I wasn't expecting to hear that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, the lot. Oh, and even even like Michael Cole was like, are we in 1996 again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, because they're not chanting "Die, Rocky dies." So we're not to that point yet. I mean, we're, right. we're only we're almost uh, there, though. That killed me. Um, but with all that being said, all that story being built, and all that story being built, and then we get to tonight, mm-hmm. and this is also including all of the social media stuff that uh, Cody and Roman and The Rock. Um, and even Seth have been doing talking about this, and then uh, Rock this morning doing the uh, Pat McAfee show 
uh, talking about how there are the cryberry, cry, uh, the Cody crybabies, there are the Cody fans, and there are there's Cody, and we have three different people wanting three different things. Like he he was building it up, right? And through all of those platforms, from the SmackDown, the Raw, social media, uh, press conference, uh, the just regular TV stuff like uh, talk shows and stuff. Like you have all of this media press going on, building into the press conference, right? Which hypes up the press conference that much more. When I was on watching it, and I watched it a little bit um, later after it was over, I think I missed it by like a half hour. Uh, there were already forty—I can't remember if it's forty million or forty thousand. There was a crap ton of people that had already been watching it. At the time, I, I can look it up in a little bit. Um, that have already watched it uh, for the press conference. That's huge. And then we go into the press conference, right? So we start off with Seth, and Seth is, you know, putting over himself, putting over Vegas, doing you know what he needs to do to introduce the show and everything else like that. And he starts putting over Cody. Talking about like how good he is, da da da, and he even goes like the two-time Royal Rumble winner, blah blah blah, and then Roman comes out, and Roman kind of hijacks the whole thing. It's like, look, Cody had his shot to say who he wants. Now it's my turn. I'm going to tell you exactly who I'm facing a Rumble. I'm taking the option away from him, or facing a WrestleMania. I'm taking the option away from him, and he calls out the Rock. Rock comes out. They have their promo stuff uh the rock like i mentioned earlier cuts a fantastic starting to become heel promo and builds that that way uh talks about his family which i was just thinking about this i think that there was a miscue on the production because the rock laid it out in, in his promo when he puts up the the uh, right. bloodline family mm -hmm. line right it talks about how there is only one real family yes. in, the, in the wrestling world and stuff like that. And Cody never got his music. Right. I think it would have, I was waiting by the way, when you said, you know, there's only one true, you know, you know, wrestling family, Royal family. I was, I was waiting for the music to hit where it's like, there's more than one Royal family and wrestling. Like, yeah. I was, I, I was, I was too. Totally, it's like, Oh, that's the cue. And it did look like rock was kind of like, like, what, yeah waiting basically killing time and uh, you know you know waiting for it to hit and then it didn't and cody interrupts he's like wait 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 i think yeah i think for some reason his music didn't play and they had to improvise there yeah yeah i think there was a production miss why wouldn't his music play or production you know, and, and that would have got yeah. a much bigger pop too especially if it, had done it, oh, yeah. it would have been huge yep. um I also loved it during the Rock's promo when they started doing the what chant to him, and he purposely paused to let them do what yeah. when he would start saying things. He'd be like, uh, and then, and then I'll have to finish, and then, and I'll have to finish. And like, it was, like, the Rock is so good on the mic. Um, and then Cody comes out, and he's obviously frustrated. I think he was thrown off because of the lack of music, and I think, like, his whole thing was all thrown off and stuff like that but after it's all said and done <clears throat> he's like <clears throat> i talked to you about canceling 
and stuff like that, like the council of them. But but end all beat all, I'm going against you, Roman, for uh, the belt at WrestleMania. You're my main event opponent. And they get into each other's face, boom, boom, boom. But he had talked crap on uh, Roman's okay. grandfather and High right. Chief, Rocky's grandfather. <clears throat> and then The Rock gets on and it's like, oh, now we got a problem. You talk about my family because you talked about his family and his family is my family. Mm-hmm. And I did this whole thing. Wasn't the best. It didn't really feel it as much as I think they were trying to. But then he straight up bitch slaps yeah. uh, Cody and stuff like that. And uh, surprisingly, Seth comes to Cody's rescue. Which I think they're building to a thing at um, uh, Elimination Chamber. Because why wouldn't they at this point? Or at minimum, like a Raw or SmackDown. I don't know. I I still heard that Roman's not making uh, Elimination Chamber. So, I mean, that can always change. But he could do a SmackDown. Yeah, but yeah, why would, yeah. they wouldn't have um, a match on SmackDown. You know, with like I see it more like oh they kind of I don't know, they kind of uh played it up like like basically the whole wrestling it it, it actually reminded me of when uh the night after uh uh, the Raw after WrestleMania in 1998, when Mike Tyson was in the ring with Van- and Steve Austin came out and they got him a pull apart, a pull apart, and Vince was like, "You ruined it, Austin. You ruined it." It seemed like that kind of a, a ruckus where it's like the WrestleMania plans are up in the air now and everything because um, yeah. Cody chose Roman, right? And yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw this. But Triple H posted on X, Twitter, uh, and said that he made his decision and Cody's going to face Roman at WrestleMania. Did you see this? Yeah, I haven't. But he kind of calls back to, uh, he kind of says that. Um, So after the press conference is is Mm -hmm. initially over, right? They're doing the, um, like, the after talk thing that they do um, with, Mm -hmm. like, before kickoff thing. And so they're doing that, and they've got again. They've got Cole Punk was great on that, Punk by the way. And Biggie, and oh, he was so good. He's like, and it killed me. Like, you know my feelings on Punk, but I'm actually enjoying him. I'm doing this commentary bit, but you know the whole thing about real men uh, <laughs> yeah. punch each other out, like yeah. they they fight, like, and then he's like, he's like straight up, like you know, there's a whole lot of uh, man buns there, but not a whole lot of men <laughs> under them. Which is a total shot, a hundred percent total shot of the yes. Jungle Boy, right? Um, which was great. It killed me. But uh, Big E actually was giving away the business in his stuff. Did you hear? Uh, what did he say? I, I did, but remind me. Well, one, he's like, I don't know where this story is going. Are they working to a tag match now, or stuff like that? And then they kept talking about promos and like you know stuff like that uh triple h even does it a little bit too where and he, this is all for the smart marks but he's like 
Uh, Triple H even says uh, while they're going back and forth doing this, they shoot the Triple H in the back with um, the the new girl who's uh, the new backstage commentary girl. I can't remember her name. Um, who calls him Paul? Well, they were announcing him the whole night as Paul Triple H Levesque. It's a bet, yeah. Um, And he says in his bit, he's talking about like sometimes people go in the business for themselves and stuff like that. <clears throat> but that right there, that whole bit when, because at, at that time, Rock and Roman mm-hmm. are walking past and Rock yelling at H. It's like, you better fix this. And he yeah. starts swearing at him that they have to bleep and stuff like that. And you can hear that they're also pushing this out to the crowd out there. So they hear what he actually said and stuff like that. Um, but he's like, you better fix mm-hmm. this or I will. On that, right. talking about his position on the board, I feel and slightly fear that they're pushing the Rock as the new version of the Authority, mm-hmm. in a way, or a new McMahon level thing, and have it be the Rock and Cody as a McMahon level kind of thing, which could work. But then it also reminds you of McMahon. I feel it's different, though. Like, Rock obviously is very different than Vince, right? As far as, like, he's not... He's a very different heel, too. Like, I... And it's been a while since he's been a heel, since, like, his Hollywood Rock days, you know, and stuff. And this version of Rock, though, I feel like it's not the... It's not the like we love to boo you type heel. This one can get real heat, I feel. Like there's it's basically mm. Hogan when he turned NWO. You know, it's basically that where where the crowd has come around now where they're tired of his his same old catchphrases and everything. And so they're they're mm-hmm. starting to turn on like we know what the rock does he comes out you know it's getting it's getting old you know and so they're starting to boo him already so honestly whether or not this was planned all along which i do not believe it was um i don't either i feel like this was a pivot to save face to be honest um but uh-huh. it it honestly could turn out so much better than either one because now cody's i think this has helped cody I feel like he is the crowd is much more behind him now than they were just after his rumble win. Because it, it seemed like, okay, we're getting another Cody match. It's a it's kind of a foregone conclusion. He's gonna finish his story or whatnot, right? Which it's right. and everyone knew it. Like everybody felt like they knew right. what WrestleMania was gonna right. be at that point. And now it there's so much uncertainty and then with Rock, how is this gonna shape up? Is is Rock, you know, siding with Roman? And so that's not happening. And maybe Rock, maybe it is going to be Roman and uh, Cody and Rock's going to be in his corner, you know? Or or maybe they do a tag match night one and, you know, to main event WrestleMania and then they have the two singles match. I don't know. Or maybe you do Rock and Roman on one of the nights and Cody versus Roman the other night. Like, I don't know where this is going officially because obviously they announced Cody and Roman, but clearly Rock's going to be involved, and I think he's still going to wrestle. So 
I don't know where it goes. And that's the unpredictability um, that makes it exciting. So I have two thoughts in my head, Mm -hmm. right? Because there's been a lot of comparisons to Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan um, with the authority on this. And a lot of this, like, I think the end all beat all, like, when this is over, and I know I made the same statement last year, but I think this is it. I think the end all beat all is after WrestleMania was over Cody's champ. And I think that it's the adversity that Cody mm-hmm. needs to fight through to build it. That being said, there are two options in my head. Option one is exactly as you stated. Rock is in Cody's corner. Well, along with Rock is in Jimmy Roman's corner. And Solo. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, Rock is in Roman's corner. Yes, excuse me. Along mm-hmm. with Jimmy and Solo. And he's got to go th- essentially through all three of them to get uh, to go through Roman. Like, obviously, the match is a singles match, but he's got to fight all three of them off and still prevails, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's that one more up from having. Um, Solo last year, right? Uh, then he proceeds and wins, right? Or the other option, which also ties into the same thing, is night one, not main event, but night one is Rock and Cody. I don't see a Rock and Roman match anymore. I don't think that's happening, period. It'd feel weird now, right? I think because Ro- of how Rock close is, they were after. Yeah, I think Rock has become heel, full on heel. Mm-hmm. And I think Rock and Cody are going to be night one. And Cody has to defeat him to, like, you know, to get that win, right? But he's maybe injured or, like, he's tired. He's had a match and Roman's, you know, fresh. And then night two, he able again to push the odds to beat Roman. I think those are your two real options on there. Uh, but I do think Rock is going to be heavily involved in the story. He's of basically joined. I think he's basically he's be joined the bloodline. I mean, really. I mean, as far as the stable goes, like they've yeah. gotten even stronger. I think having Rock with them. Oh well, and they. I agree, and. They they kind of tease that when they do the uh, the family mm-hmm. tree, yeah. right? Because on the bottom of the family tree, it says the bloodline yeah. family tree, and right. rocks on it. So it's, I think it was the right move to go this way because I do think it's going to make Cody be that super face. I just, I don't know if I'm happy the way we got to this, but 10 years from now, I don't think I'm going to remember how we got Honestly, to Honestly, though, like, it does remind me a lot of the Daniel Bryan push, you know, where it was like they had to pivot, you know, when Daniel Bryan, you know, got to main event and win the belt when that was not the original plan. Right. And it feels, but, but yet everybody was excited for it because it got the end result, you know, and it almost felt like it was appreciated more because there was that adversity. Mm -hmm. Like, 
and this is much the same. It's like when Cody wins, which, you know, probably, you know, originally that was the plan all along, right? Uh, when Cody wins, it's going to feel even greater because they they did plant that doubt, you know, that it was going to happen. Yep. And if this was, if this was planned, like there, you know, cause I heard like they knew that, that there'd be backlash, you know, from, from rock, you know, getting the title shot and all of this. If this was planned, triple H is a freaking genius. You're like, like, because right. there is a buzz now that wasn't there before. Because I honestly thought when Punk went down and they had to scramble everything and who was going to face Seth, you know, and we were wondering maybe it would be Gunther or or maybe whoever. Um, it almost felt like, well, I was excited for WrestleMania and now it's a mess now, especially with Rock getting it. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to completely save WrestleMania now. But with how this has turned out i'm right back excited for wrestlemania to where i'm like what's gonna happen and and where does seth go if cody's facing roman it's gonna be drew is it though i mean that's i i think they planted that mm-hmm. seed on raw this last week to to make it so that's the route it's gonna go um, I, I think they started to realize the pivot after Friday or after mm-hmm. SmackDown. And so they've been kind of doing that pivot from this point on. Um, and then another one just popped in my head that's also was a heartwarming WrestleMania story that was a pivot was Kofi. Mm-hmm. Kofi yeah. Mania was a pivot that became so much greater than pretty much any plan they probably would have well, had I heard for that WrestleMania. Mustafa that Ali was originally going to face Daniel Bryan, you know, in that match. It's like, it was so much better with Cody, I feel. Or, I mean, with Kofi. With Kofi. Kofi. Yeah. yeah it... I agree. And I mean, I feel bad mm. for Mustafa, especially now sure. that he's no longer in the company. But I don't think it could have been any better than that. And it's one of those things where you kind of have to test the water a little bit. And it makes me so happy because there's so many times where you see stuff like this where uh, they don't have the willingness to change the plans Mm -hmm. on the fly. Right? Um, So you just have to deal with what they give you. But the ones like Daniel Bryan winning or Kofi winning um, that were not really the plan, but were the wants of the crowd are always so much better, especially for WrestleMania, because WrestleMania is the the rubber match right for whatever this it's a rubber match for the whole year it's the the third show in that territory before you move on to uh to leave the crowd happy with the story that you've been telling it's it's the cap right it's it's defeating mm-hmm. thanos at endgame for you've gone through this whole time you get to that part that's what wrestlemania is for the end of the year and you need to have the fans go home happy or build to something to make it stronger right. you're now doing six days in that territory into the three so you have to build it again and that's what we got this last year for 39 building in the 40 Seth said it best this is going to be wrestlemania 40 wrestlemania xl extra large 
and it feels that way. This feels like the most important WrestleMania we have ever had. Well, it it definitely feels like one. I don't know if it's the most important one ever, but it is. It's up there because, especially coming out of the whole Vince scandal and everything like this, this is this is really. It feels like a new era, you know. And it's, uh, you know, Triple H has done a fantastic job with going in this direction, and I think, you know. You know, him and and The Rock being on the board of directors, I feel like our initial thoughts when he took, or at least my initial thoughts and a lot of the fans, when it looked like he was basically forcing Cody out of the main event to face Roman, a lot of people were like, he's throwing his weight around and he's basically, you know, letting the power get to his head, you know, and he's doing what he wants. But I feel like Rock is smart enough to know what's best for business. And that's where this pivot comes mm-hmm. in, is that because if if it was just Rock doing what he wanted to do, there's no way he would lean into the heelish stuff. He would stay a baby face and do yep. his thing, you know, and that would be that. But he's making it so much better by by getting it's like okay the fans are booing me i'm going to give them a reason to boo you know and that's great and he's he's leaning into that thought too that you had and a lot of the other fan or a lot of people have myself included that he's throwing his weight around he is as a work Mm -hmm. like he's making it seem like that's what he's trying to do with the way he yelled at triple h at the end uh about you know you better fix it or i will like that sounds like a boss who's throwing their weight around and it i am so excited you know what's i just can't tell you how excited i am you know what's really funny though is that remember when triple h was doing the whole authority angle and stuff and he was like the the one that was kind of throwing his weight around all that right and now he's the sympathetic like somebody's bigger than him you know that's basically Mm -hmm. forcing their will onto him and it's just amazing to see how that's turned around um yeah and yeah i'm whatever when you can't think that or you don't think that things are going to get better or it's losing steam or whatnot triple h does a masterful job of rebuilding it and retooling it to where it's like look at how many different people there are that are over right now you know it's uh-huh. it's amazing did you so you did not watch the rest of the press conference with like Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch having their face off and stuff no um that was good stuff too it, not quite on this level but it was still um i think the Rhea Ripley and and uh Becky Lynch face off was pretty good did they have anything with Bailey and EO? No, which is sad. It's like that match. Why is, are they snubbing Bailey? I mean, they so mentioned hard. her. They, um, uh, Rhea Ripley mentioned Bailey and mentioned EO. Um, is is it EO Sky or is it EO Shirai? EO Shirai. Okay, okay. It used to be EO Sky though, right? Yes. Okay. No. It is Eo Sky right now. It used to be Eo Shirai. Ah, Rhea Ripley called her Eo Shirai, and so I got confused. Yeah. I was like, "Wait a minute, that was Eo her name Shirai? in NXT." Okay, so yeah, so oops, yeah. like you know, whatever. But um, yeah, Becky interrupted Rhea Ripley, and 
And uh, yeah, they were doing a, a great face off, which I think that's your WrestleMania main event. I mean, not your your main event, but I think that's your match for Rhea is Becky and Rhea for WrestleMania. Oh yeah, uh, I think I mentioned that mm-hmm. a couple of shows back. Yeah, um, that that was probably the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bailey and EO. Yeah, what was interesting though? That, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, and Bailey and EO needs to be night one's main event. It depends. Not if Rock is facing Cody on the. I I don't think. I don't think that should be main event. Really. It, if yeah. it's not main event, it needs to be opener. Can you imagine opening? I'm fine with that. Can you imagine opening opener? with yeah. Rock and Cody? That would yeah, be because Rock needs to go take his nap. What? Oh, <laughs> old man. A, he's an old man. Um, no, Bailey is getting snubbed like yeah. crazy. She's not on any of the uh, WrestleMania like right, and she uh, won the Rumble promo stuff. She wasn't on this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's just insane how much she's getting snubbed. Yeah, it's like even when they give her a rumble win and give her the title match at WrestleMania, it still feels like it's an afterthought. Um, Yeah. You know what part of this press conference was kind of out of place, though, was they had Bianca Belair come out. And cut a promo, and she's not in any of the title matches. I mean, officially, you know, she's got a qualifying match, you know, you know, on SmackDown to be in the women's elimination chamber to go on to face Rhea, but she didn't get a face off with Rhea or anything. It was just she came out and basically, you know, talked about her WrestleMania streak, you know, and and how uh, she's going to be part of WrestleMania and she's going to continue uh, have you know on her road to WrestleMania. And it just fell out of place because it was like, okay, why, why her? Because she doesn't even have a scheduled match for WrestleMania yet. You know, it's, I understand the Becky and Rhea thing because they're pushing that, but I think it would have been much better to give that spot to Bailey to come out and talk than, than Bianca Belair. As much as I love Bianca Belair and I get that she's been a big part of WrestleMania the last three years. It seemed out of place because it wasn't, you know, and we know that, I mean, I don't think she's going to be in either of the two title matches. So what match would she be in at WrestleMania? They usually don't have, you know, a lot of extra women's matches. Um, I, I, I imagine one. I think there's one match for Bailey that could Bailey? be done. You mean Bianca? Or, or, uh, Bianca. Uh-huh. That would get the crowd into it. That would be WrestleMania level for the first time of these two going against each other. And they teased it at the Rumble. Bianca and Jay Cargill. Ooh. There you go. There you go. And maybe even have that be Jay's first match. That would be big. But... Jade would have to win that, and I would assume. We, but that would break Bianca's streak, and I don't know. They've been really pushing that that she's undefeated at WrestleMania. So I mean, but what better way to so why I'm right, thinking so? What yeah. better way to push that she's undefeated, and then Jade Cargill beats her? What a way to like debut at WrestleMania, right? Um, the other thing too with Bianca, and I think the reason why she was even there and pushing that was 
to also help push her and Montez Ford's show. That's that true. Have. That makes sense. Because they did plug that, so that makes sense. So, so that's probably the reason why she was there over mm. Bailey, which I, I don't know why. Um, but I think that's also why they'll put her on WrestleMania. And she can take the loss. Mm-hmm. And give that rub to Jade Cargill. I think that's the match and the win to go for. Like, the way to go for it is to make Jade an instant uh, star on there. And it doesn't hurt Bianca at all. Yeah. Do you think, um, kind of changing gears a little bit, I thought of one other possibility they could go with this whole Roman and and Cody and and Rock thing and Seth. What if they did a four-way? Instead, because I mean, all of them have, especially with how Seth was arguing with The Rock and stuff, and Roman, and they were having their jabs. I mean, I don't know how they would, because they're both got two, both the world titles, so I doubt that they would do a unification there. Um, especially after just splitting yeah, it last unless year, unless they did kind of like how Kurt Angle did, um, where it was like where Kurt had the world title or the European and the intercontinental title. And they did the triple threat with Jericho and Benoit, where it was first pin gets the, you know, gets the one belt and second pin gets the other belt. That would be interesting if they did something like that, where both titles are on the line, but it's not unifying. It's, you know, I, at this point, they're obviously trying to make Cody like a super mm-hmm. face, right? Like not just a face, but like the the face for the remainder. Like that that's their franchise quarterback mm-hmm. as it would be for the WB period. And you don't do that off of that four way. You do that off of him beating Roman one on one. Yeah. And Rock. Ooh. One on one. Beating yeah, beating Rock and Roman in the same WrestleMania weekend would be that'd be almost like mm-hmm. Jericho's claim, you know, beating Rock in Austin. You know, yeah, the same night. That'd be like that, yeah, for sure. Although Cody wouldn't brag about it because he's, you know, wouldn't be the heel in that situation. But no, interesting there. Um, as far as like the rest of the rest, I'm really, I'm really. (laughs) It just hit me. I'm really excited for the SmackDown or possibly Raw following um, WrestleMania with Mm -hmm. Cody winning on the assumption he wins and just doing his opening line of. So what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Holding the belt in his hand, right? That would be so good. Yeah. So good. Um, the, as far as like the rest of the WrestleMania card, who do, who do we think Gunther's facing? I think I, I think I have an idea. Assuming he gets past uh, um, Jey Uso um, at Elimination Chamber. It'd be a weird place for him to lose the belt at, I think. I think he'd have to lose that in Mania. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's a big event, though, in, in Australia, so I don't know. You know, they gotta... Not everything can happen at WrestleMania. Yeah. I, it's a huge event, and I mean, maybe a title change is required, but do Logan Paul's belt. Maybe. It doesn't mean <laughs> as much. <laughs> I mean, as sad as that sounds, like the 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 streak is more important. Yeah. That's going so, on okay. right now. So, although Jay, um, like 
that could have been a WrestleMania match. Like if 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 Jay was facing Gunther at WrestleMania, yeah. I totally buy into Jay possibly being the one to dethrone him because it would make sense. Wait, Gunther can't go to Elimination Chamber. He can't. No, he's on a 60-day restriction because he's uh, changed uh, his citizenship to the U.S. He can't leave the country. Ooh. Well, they were setting up him and Jay on Raw. It won't be Elimination Chamber. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his thing goes right up to WrestleMania. I don't think he's making Elimination Chamber. So maybe that is the WrestleMania match and they're building it long term? If that's the case, Maybe. I totally think Jay will beat him at WrestleMania. Because Jay's over enough that that makes... And they have to do something with Jay. I think winning, being the one to dethrone Gunther, keeps him in that talked about um, superstar status. I agree. And like he's... I don't want to say owed, he's but earned. he definitely deserves he, he, yeah. a singles title. Yeah, yes. he's earned it. Um. Yeah, I could see that for WrestleMania, and that that actually seems like the most. And that seems WrestleMania, WrestleMania worthy right too, now. Gunther and Jay Uso. Mm-hmm. Although, because I, I mean, if because of the whole Brock Lesnar thing, uh, if they are having everything that he was doing being given to um, Braun Breaker. Uh, then technically Braun would be facing Gunther at WrestleMania. And if that's the case, I could totally see Braun being the one to beat him too, to give him that super star push, kind of like the Jade Cargill thing. Yeah. I don't think so. I think we're not going to see Braun until after WrestleMania now. Um, he's got a lot of story still left for him for NXT, even though he's signing up the contract there. I don't see him doing a bunch right off the bat for SmackDown. Um, and if I, if he did, I could see him going against uh, Logan Paul, even though I think it should be Kevin going against Logan Paul. But, um, oh. They could build a match elimination chamber with uh, Kaiser and mm. Jay. There, it's not as big, but it kind of does play in that same realm and helps build yeah, to the rest of the match. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to think who even is the who are the tag champions in in WWE right now? Judgment. Judgment that's Day. right. Um. Yes, and it sounds like that one's probably going to end up being. Um, I don't know. There's there's been a couple of ones I've heard talking about going towards that. The ones currently on like the high level of that are the Creed brothers. Okay. On there, but I've also heard yeah. DIY is and Pete also Dunn and, for that and um. Um. um Oh gosh, yes, uh, Tyler Bate. So, I, I would imagine it's one of those three. Those would all be good matches. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think the one for Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate are the tag is a mm-hmm. match for Elimination Chamber, um, because they're doing the qualifier between Deep. those two. I think and... it's 
The New Day? Mm. Who won that four-way? It was... Yeah. DIY. Wasn't it DIY? Uh, It was DIY. So DIY and... um, Uh Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate. Ideally, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate win because they didn't Mm. have to do a qualifier. Yeah. So they'll move on for that match. And I believe Mm -hmm. that's for Elimination Chamber. But uh, one of those three, uh, Cree Brothers DIY or um, Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, uh, one of those three will definitely be facing Judgment Day for the tag titles at WrestleMania. Um, Do you you think that we get any, like... Uh, returning superstars wrestling at WrestleMania in like an attraction type match, or do you think The Rock's kind of the the big attraction coming in? I think The Rock's going to be the big attraction. I don't know why you mm-hmm. would do anybody else. So, yeah. <clears throat> I'm just trying to think of what other matches would go on there. Mm-hmm. What other matches fit that WrestleMania build? Outside of like DeAndre uh, Battle Royal, which they'll probably put on night one. Last year they put it on SmackDown. <laughs> probably had the open night too. They did, but yeah. they had a full a full card. I think this one they'll do night two on. Yeah, it. I could see them putting it on there. Um, I'm just trying to think what else would go on there. So two women's matches. If Drew doesn't face uh, Seth, I could. If Drew doesn't match, face Seth, I could see Drew and Sammy. Yeah, Drew and Sammy. Um, ideally, Kevin yeah, yeah. and Logan Paul. Again, that'll be mm-hmm. the Ripper match where Kevin wins. Um, what about something? Probably Rey Mysterio doing his return. He probably will Dominic? return. Or do you think he um, faces... Just for WrestleMania and then goes against uh, Santino. Escobar. Or, uh, San, right. uh, yeah. Okay, Escobar. Yeah. If that doesn't happen at WrestleMania, that'll happen like the Monday after or Smack, or the SmackDown after or whatever. Um, they might throw an NXT match on there, like uh, Dragon Off against somebody who's the current mm-hmm. champion. Um, only because, or possibly, they might also do possibly uh, Trick Williams and. Uh, uh, I don't see them Carmelo doing a, an NXT yeah, match at WrestleMania. They. Well, they have the the mm-hmm. NXT pay per view right that following so weekend. That I makes think, more sense, or right around that. But they're the Carmelo Hayes one, the Trick Williams. Both of them have recently been on Raw, and Carmelo's essentially up. Like as soon as this storyline with Trick Williams is over, plus they're super high on Trick Williams. I could totally see them doing that match on a WrestleMania night more than now. Now I'm talking it out more than uh, Dragon Off's uh, match because that needs to be the main event for the other pay per view. You but. know what they should totally do? That kind of still WrestleMania related, but not on that same topic. There, they need to have CM Punk be on commentary for WrestleMania. I feel. I agree. Have mm-hmm. the three of them have Cole, Corey Graves. Um, 
Corey Graves and uh, I think that CM would Punk. add a lot. I, I think that would be a, a, yeah. I think so too. The only other person is maybe take out Graves for um, Pat McAfee. Maybe. And the only reason I say that is Punk kind of fits the Graves portion. Yeah, I mean. And then Graves is also kind of working over to uh, now mm-hmm. with him on SmackDown with uh, Wade Barrett. It kind of is working to uh, the uh, play-by-play guy, kind of the Michael mm-hmm. Cole role anyways. So I don't know if you need him to be color on that. I think they might move him away from that and then have Punk do color on the paper. You know like what that. would make more sense, though, is if they split up the comment, if they didn't have one team commentate for all of WrestleMania, or if they had one one night and a different commentary team, because so everybody had their chance to call a night. That would make sense. I, I think that'd be fine. Um, I think I'd still keep Cole both nights, though. Well, I was going to say, I'd still keep Punk both nights. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. Uh... I think he adds star power to the show. And yeah. I really did like him in the press conference, you know, being on the panel. I did too. I think that was a good role for him for what he needs to, because it keeps people, uh, again, it keeps him fresh in people's minds. Um, apparently there's a big push to have him on as the color guy with uh, Vic Jones, the uh, Vic Jones, uh, Vic, um, God, the, the, Play by play is guy it Vic on NXT Joseph? whose name is just something. Is, oh. is it Vic Jones? Yeah. Vic Joseph. Yes, Vic Joseph. Have him be on there and then have Wade mm. Barrett just be um there because uh Booker T is uh just recently had surgery, so he's gonna be out for a oh. while. Um so have CM Punk there because apparently CM Punk's been spending a lot of time mm. with the NXT guys anyways. Mm. Um and he spends a lot of his time in the back on NXT trying to, to agent and help. So having him there doing color uh, makes the most sense. Imagine that punk helping helping everybody out. As long as he doesn't punch somebody in the face. I loved how he was poking fun at a lot of that, though. I know it's like this is pro wrestling. When you have an issue, you just fight. You punch your punch your teeth out. <laughs> yeah, that killed me. I'm like, oh, well, that's how punk handles all his business. <laughs> <laughs> I love though that he has a sense of humor about it. So, um, yeah. well, Nikki, is there anything else you want no. to go over before, uh, we sign this off? It actually went a lot longer than I was expecting. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good though. I think I'm super excited for WrestleMania where it goes. And, and, uh, yeah, I think both nights will have some big events, uh, some big matches happening. Uh, and yeah, I look forward to seeing what triple H does. Cause this is, you know, his first WrestleMania really as Booker without Vince's, you know, kind of looking Oversight. over him like, yeah, exactly. Kind of like Hogan always cast a shadow on Randy Savage's title wins. You know, <laughs> this is this is Triple H finally breaking out on his own. Yep. And I, I'm 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 here for it. So what you're telling me is WrestleMania last year was uh, Brett and Yoko. Sure. Sure, and, uh, and you know the the, the Vince McMahon slash Hogan role of running in there and then <laughs> just beating Yokozuna for the title out there. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I'm loving the booking though. 
I think I can't complain too much. Even where I thought, oh, they made a mistake on SmackDown, and then they recovered nicely. They li- Triple H, that's one thing he does, is he listens to the fans. I won't even say that they recovered nicely. I actually think they uh, soared through it like well like the recover nicely would imply like they're on like a certain plateau when they got back up to that line i actually think they went well above that after this point Mm -hmm. i think that they pivoted in a way that's going to tell a better story than what Mm -hmm. was initially planned even if rock didn't do this because you have adversity with roman and Mm -hmm. telling the finishing the story and doing anything but you're essentially having um wrestlemania or cody and roman wrestlemania uh round two where this is like an upscaled sequel does that make sense yeah it's uh the bloodline's stronger than ever too that's what it looks like to me so yeah, yeah I, I i'm intrigued me too well guys let us know what you think reach out to us on our social medias be here me on facebook instagram twitter and soon to be tiktok as well as reach out to me directly at Mike Burke DCW on Mike or at Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, as well as on Twitter at Mike Burke Pro. You can reach out to Psycho at Psycho Wrestling. And for Devotion Championship Wrestling, we have several shows still coming up. So at the end of this month, on the 24th of February, we'll be right up in Ogden, right back up in Ogden for Kamikaze's. 11. I can't believe there's already been 11 kamikazes. Jeez. Uh, That's, again, February 24th up in Ogden. And then right back in Salt Lake City, March 9th, we will be here and having Match Madness, which I'm super excited for. We'll be having the returning QT Marshall. uh, Just recently uh, leaving AEW, he'll be joining us for that show, as well as many others. It's going to be a fantastic show. I'm super excited for that show. So, guys, reach out to us on our social medias, Devotion Championship Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram, DCW Salt Lake City on on X slash Twitter, and Devotion Wrestling on TikTok to get your tickets now for any of those shows. All right, Psycho, anything else I'm forgetting before I go? I don't think so. All right, guys, for the rest of Be Hero Presents, we have been the Bump Card Wrestling Podcast, and we are tapping out. Have a good night, guys.